things that have meaning to us do something to us that are a little bit outside of our realm of control. So, I mean, I think that that's the thing that if we can learn how to tap into that, into that thing, whether that's in creating any particular piece of art or in a business or in how you just want to live your life, the kind of person that you want to be in the world is, is if you want something creative to happen with your life, you need to be connected and tapped into your meaning. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Bam! <laughs> Clap doesn't work anymore. We'll see if that works. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Way of the Artist. And uh, today, well, I'll just I'll just jump right into the title, uh, creating the conditions for something to happen. And I think that, from as I understand it, this conversation uh, has a couple of different angles that we're we're probably coming at it with, um, because there was something before we recorded that I said it pertaining to this this matter, and it had. A relationship but a sort of like a different kind of a relationship um to brandon he had some ideas about it and so i thought okay well this title is is going to be a good platform uh, jumping off point uh for for a couple of of different conversations that do share this this idea of creating the conditions for something to happen so um I think I'll I'll just exp- maybe we'll it might be be good we'll each sort of explain our 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 perspectives on this and and we'll go from there. So um in my own ideas on this I, I recently just came off of a of a fantastic uh acting workshop and in what I work on with actors uh it's become very much more increasingly apparent to me that a lot of the work that uh, I'm and the things that I'm trying to uh, pass along and and imbue in in everybody who I'm working with is that everything that we are doing is about creating the conditions for something to happen to us uh, as 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 actors um, where something beyond our control um, sort of takes a hold of us and, and why that's valuable for actors is, is it results in really, truly present, alive, moment to moment acting. It's very engaging, exciting to watch. Um, and it fits in line with, um, that whole sort of that, that almost actors cliche of, I want to lose myself, right? I want to lose myself. It's, it's in many ways, it's the same thing of something happening to you. Um, and I've had that experience as an as an actor where it's just like it seems like just something is is kind of just doing you um, and and you're just along for the the ride and and I know that you can uh, relate to that uh, both as an actor and as a writer as as well but um, 
so that's uh i think that this is sort of the art uh, an artistic creative view on this statement where uh about the creative process and that that creative process is not always so much an act of will as as it is um again as creating conditions right there's there there is an effort in which we put in so that um so that something can happen uh, and we can go on a, a creative adventure and see what comes out the other side so uh i'll leave it there as that one side of it um brandon what do you want to say yeah so i would say that <clears throat> there's so much um there's so much that we're trying to control all the time. There's so much that we're trying to consciously do or will into being or whatever. And there's very little that we notice that happens like automatically that happens, you know, almost, it's almost like we just take it all for granted. It's just, it's just kind of there. And I think something that dawns on me as we're kind of entering into this conversation is that so much of what you're trying to do as an artist is you're trying to get that automated automatic part of you to do a lot of the work so that you can do very little consciously and you don't have to think about all this other stuff that you have to do because the more you think about all these other things you have to do not only does that get overwhelming but you you don't really know how it works automatically and it's very hard to replicate consciously so to give you an example of this for the last 10 breaths i want you to do the exact same 10 breaths that you just did <laughs> exactly do them just as you did you don't know because you weren't even paying attention they were just happening you were just breathing mm -hmm. and you don't even know how they went in you don't know how deep they were you know and if we put you on video and we had that captured and we could look back at it and you could try to model it and replicate it after watching it again but that's too late it doesn't matter it's already over the moment's gone you missed it and, and as far as acting goes you're in the moment man it, it you know you don't get to re-watch and then re redo it and if you even if you did there'd be a whole bunch of other problems and you know <laughs> so it goes on but the, you know the, the other part of this evan that i think is really interesting to me is talking about the writing aspect of this type of approach as well because um when you're writing, I truly believe that setting up the right circumstances does a lot of the work for you. And it actually makes you into a much better writer. Mm -hmm. Now there's certain principles and practices and things that are helpful to understand. To give you an example of one of them, and there are many, but these would be things that I would try to teach somebody if they want to learn. Dialogue, for example. It's probably better, now I'm not saying this is across the board always the case, but it's probably better to say less and to not say things too directly in, in general. And mm -hmm. the reason why is because if, you, if, if each character has a monologue, 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 which are these big diatribes of talking you know, over and over, what it's going to do is it's going to drastically slow down the pace of the back and forth between those characters. Mm -hmm. But if the characters have a like very quick, you know, hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Good. Cool. W what's up? Oh, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this. W but what about that? Oh, that thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, it's okay. You know, see what I just did there? 
Like, sorry about what? We're trying to, we're, we're, we're looking, we're watching. We have to watch their behavior. We have to pay attention. That was all very quick back and forth dialogue, right? And the pace was not obvious. Like, I didn't even say sorry about what explicitly. It was assumed because I'm creating dialogue that I'm trusting the actors will bring that to life. The scene, the scenario, the props, all of that stuff will do it if I'm making a movie. And so circumstances, um, you know, and, and the situation and, the, and, and, and setting all that up allows you to not have to work so hard on the dialogue because now the dialogue is simply just adding to it. And, and so mm-hmm. it just flows. And this makes it easier for the actors. And it actually makes it just sound better. And, and there's all these benefits of all this, right? Whereas if I said, you know, if, if the dialogue went something more like this, hey, and the person says, hey, and they go, How, how's it going? You know, I know you're going through a really hard time right now. And I'm really sorry that I crashed your car the other day. But, you know, it was really because my girlfriend had this thing and, you know, you know her. And, and, and I started going on. It'd be like, you're filling me in on all this stuff now. Like you're giving me yeah. expository information. And you could have done all that in a fun, cool way if you just trusted the circumstances to reveal that information without them saying it. So I'm not going to talk anymore about that, but this is kind of yeah. an interesting angle that I want to kind of approach this from and see where this leads us. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm game. And as speaking of like lines, <laughs> lines in, in movies that, that speak, speak to this, what just popped into my head is from uh, the original Top Gun movie. I've yet to see the new one, but the original Top Gun, which was a much loved classic for me as a kid. Um, but there's a there's a terrific line in there where uh, Tom Cruise, where Mavericks in like a you know like a classroom session, and they're doing they're talking like theoretically moves to do and stuff like that. And he says to uh, he says to uh, Kelly Margolis in there, and he says, "If you think." you're dead. I always love that line. It's like, you mm. think you're dead. And, uh, it's, it's in many ways that's, that, that's, that, that has a lot to do with, um, with creativity and arts. I know it has a lot to do with, with acting, um, which don't get me wrong. It, d- it doesn't mean that there isn't a tremendous amount of intelligence that goes into preparing a role, writing a story, there are all of these things, but like in many ways, it's it's to to piggyback off of what you're saying and and the title of this podcast is how do you create the setup? You know, like you do the sort of a lot of that legwork. You work with a certain kind of intelligence just to get the your foundations so that then you can let the thinking go and you can become. Uh, uh, just a a responsive, a responsive, alive person. Um, and as an actor, that means, you know, you're being responsive to the person across from you, how they're talking to you, what they're saying to you, the meaning of what they're saying to you. And, and you're not thinking about it. You're really just receiving it and responding it. And, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about writing, but it's like, you know, as a writer, I know there's those, those, you know, when you're in that sort of zone, it's, you're really just like, you're responding to, to, I don't know, there's a few ways, I guess you could put it, but it's like, you know, this thing that you're seeing play out in front of you, 
it's like, oh, they just said that. And it becomes a surprise. You know, as a writer, it's always so much fun when it just like the next line comes as, as a surprise too, where you're just like, oh, and how they're going to respond to that? Because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of, you have an idea of, of what needs to happen. You know, at least in, in my own sort of experiences with writing is, you know, that's part of that condition. It's like, okay, I've done my sort of work. I've outlined this story. I've, I've done some work in, in understanding this as best as, as possible. And that understanding uh, is nourishing me in the moment to, to do what I need to do. But I know what happens in this scene. So in this scene, this is sort of what needs, this is what's important. This is the meaning. This is the, the, you know, the, what's at the center and essence of this thing that has to be communicated. And in that pursuit of trying to, to achieve that, what happens from the beginning of that scene to the end is a surprise. Right. Um, and it's a, it is a kind of almost magic how that can, that can happen, you know, where it's, it, it seems almost impossible, but next thing you know, you can be just staring at, uh, at a page, two pages, three pages of, of dialogue, of story or whatever, that's just so incredibly gripping and you wrote it, but it's almost like, did I write this <laughs> or was I just transcribing? So, um, yeah, I don't know, Brand. you got any comments on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think <clears throat> being in the film industry for me, when, one of the, because I've done a bunch of different things in the film industry. I've, I've been an actor, I've been a director, I've been a writer, I've been a producer. I've even worked on a bunch of other of uh, the departments and roles. And, um, you know, one thing that you learn in film, especially as you kind of, you know, do bigger productions is you really realize it's not all up to you. Like there's so much that goes into it. Like everybody plays a part and everybody plays a really important part. And when a group of people and departments and all of this come together, it can be some real magic that happens. And so, you know, I would say this, you know, for those actors out there, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're learning to be responsive in the moment and that's, that's your job. I mean, your job in a lot of ways is to bring the work to life and 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 have something happen for you that brings it to life that maybe was only going to happen if someone put a real attention on that character and that situation in a way that none of us would have. So, for example, if I was the writer and you were the actor, you know, I I would have done my part to try to give you the best material to work with that I could possibly give you based on what I know and what I can do, but you know, I'm not playing that role that you're playing if you're if you're reading from the work that I did. So, you know, now you are you are bringing more to it. You're you're adding an element to it that, you know, wasn't in the writing. And so I don't think you as an actor want to put pressure on yourself to be like, how do I do this? How do I bring the special thing to the writing? And, you know, it's not about that. It's about, you know, and I think this is where Evan's kind of work comes in a lot. It's it's about how do you create how do you create the circumstances for you within that work so that something can happen that maybe we didn't know would happen or was kind of unique. And that's what captures us. But then there's a third element, just 
and, and there's fourth and a fifth and a sixth, but like there's a third element, which is then the director comes in and the director goes, okay, okay, I see what's happening here. Let me, you know, I was going to shoot it like this, but this is what's happening and let me capture it this way. And and then the cinematographer is going, if we light it like this, it'll give it this feel and that, you know, and, and so everybody's coming in and playing a part. Now, if everybody does their job well, you know, and, and you do your job well, you're going to look amazing, right? And if someone mm -hmm. drops the ball, it can really hurt everybody else. But, you know, I think as far as what we're talking about, you know, you have to kind of recognize what do I control and what do I not control? And recognize that you probably don't control about 99% of most of it, right? And, mm -hmm. and this probably even works, you know, you could probably even talk about this in terms of painting and stuff. It's probably similar in in certain ways i would imagine you know if someone it, it, it someone who's uh you know in that medium they might find that there's parallels here but there's a lot of things that you don't control so you should not try to control those things you you need to let those things be and you can have input and you can try to you know you can try to maybe encourage them you can suggest you can do lots of things to to maybe like maybe if you're talking to the director or you're an actor you might say hey, you know, like, so this is what I was seeing with the character and this moment really stood out to me. What do you think about that? And then they're going to process that and they're going to do what they're going to do with that. But you don't get to decide what they're going to do with that. But you can do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, what you need to do is focus on doing what you're doing. And then even in your own work, you, you know, and this is the hardest part. There's so much of your own work that you're not going to control. And this is where I think Evan and mm -hmm. I are always trying to, we're trying to navigate that, right? Because what what I want for you as an artist, and I'm speaking, you know, to everybody, including myself, is what I want for you is I want it to be easy and fun. And and I want something to happen for you that 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 made it put you on the edge of your seat as you were in it, you know? as opposed to this thing where you felt overwhelmed and you needed to control everything and you tried to do everything right. And it just becomes this overly bearing, like difficult, unpleasant thing to do, which often doesn't work when it's like that as well, <laughs> which sucks. Right. So, yeah, it, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll say one other thing about this. I'm not saying go in willy nilly and, and just be like, well, I'll just see what happens. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to put a tremendous amount of care into details. You know, there's mm -hmm. going to be a tremendous amount of of understanding and processing and work that you will probably do to figure certain things out. But once you get up there and you're actually doing it or once you're facing the blank page or whatever's happening, you got to let it go. You got to trust that what you did is going to be enough, you know? Um you just you have to work with whatever you got when you get there and you know, and, and understand that so much of the work you do, it might never make the page. It might never make the stage, but you got to trust that if it needs to, it will show up. And if it doesn't, it won't. And it wasn't a waste of time to do it because if it served you, if it helped you get there, that's, that's good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 There's, um, it's, it's speaking on uh, a little bit more on like the acting front. I know always uh, one thing that I, I I wish I had learned younger or really like really understood on it was that, you know, I really, as the actor, was the expert on the role that I was doing. 
you know, like, and, and, but, you know, part of that is trust. Trust is, is, is a, <laughs> is a big thing when it comes to that. But it's like, you know, I, I, I feel like I was always trying to, uh, cater to too many other people. And, and, you know, like, as you're saying, like a, a writer can have a lot of really beautiful details and things worked out about a character, but like a writer needs to have details worked out for a character to function in terms of a story, you know, in the telling of a story and, and the writer has all sorts of other concerns <laughs> that are going on at the same time. And of, you would hope, I would think that any writer would hope that an actor would come in and understand the character more than they do. <laughs> you know, and that was like, it, because like you, that's literally their only job. Your yeah. job is this one, this one aspect of an entire universe, right? So you should know that more than anyone else. You should be more intimate. And, and that's something to, to really, to really own. I think. Right. Can I add one thing about this? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and this is something, and, and maybe this is obvious to some people, but I feel like it's worth pointing out because there's lots of things that when I was younger, people assumed were obvious, but they weren't as obvious as they may have seemed. When you understand your character, it's not just that you understand their past, their present and their future. You understand their situation. You understand their relationships to other characters. You understand what they want, what, what they're struggling with. You understand like all sorts of things about them. And these are things as a writer that you just won't you you won't get into because you really don't need to to get the work done a lot of the time. Sometimes you do, but a lot of time you don't. And so one of the things about knowing your character is just knowing your relationship and also remembering, hey, you know what? This happened over here. So that kind of affects this over here. And the writer might have missed that, you know, and so would the director and, and people. And so you might draw attention to this and, and everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. For example, Evan, I'll just give one example. On one of the films I directed, there's this moment where this character finds out that um, her her ex or husband or whatever has another partner. It's kind of a convoluted situation. But anyway, they're wearing the watch. I think that's the situation. And she's like, that's, that's my watch. And when we did it the first few times, like nothing about the watch really was really landing or resonating. It was just kind of pointed out and it was fine. It was an element in the story. But then I remember I walked up to the actress and I said, you know what? I think you really care about this watch. I think this was a meaningful gift. What do you think? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I think it was. And then the emotion <laughs> impact. And then what happened, it just turned the scene. It's just the moment, but it just brought something to the scene. And one of the guys from the crew came to me the next morning before we were about to go to, to set. He said, dude, He's like, we were, uh, we were all like, wow, it was really good. And then you walked up and you said something to her. And then it was like, holy crap, like a whole nother level. And all it was, was just seeing that, Hey, maybe this watch matters. Now that was just me as a director noticing mm -hmm. a detail. Right. And that, and that takes no shade off the actress either because yeah. the actress was grateful for that. But as an actor, you can't rely on your director being able to catch that for you all the time. Those are the kind of things that you want to be finding as much as you possibly can. But having a director or someone come in and help you, there's no shade on you for that because sometimes people just see it from an outside version and that's easier for them. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to draw attention to no, that. No, because, and and yeah. I think that that's very much in line with, you know, these are part of, I think these very subtle things that aren't maybe necessarily as obvious with, with 
creating the conditions for something to happen because a lot of the times is is with so many things the conditions that you need to create are internal conditions Mm -hmm. right and and creating the condition of being open receptive collaborative um not being not not feeling like you've got to you know because like that's that i i actually recently had a had a talk with uh a director who was interested in taking one of my classes um, because he had this realization that he's like, I have no idea how to talk to actors. Like, I have no idea how to work with them, how to speak their language. And it's, it's not only a problem, but it's something that like I want to, to develop. And so we had a good chat about that. And it, it became this, this, uh, this thing. And I said, I don't know if my classes are, you know, are necessarily right for what you're looking to do. But what I can tell you is that what an actor really loves is an environment of collaboration, right? Where you step in there with them and, and, and it's a real, like you're stepping in, you're figuring out what's going on together, right? Like, like what's, what's happening in the scene? What have you got? Like really being open to um, having having something surprise you, you know, and, and working like that's, that's really, it's, a, it's about that kind of environment. And, and I think that part of the conditions for is, is, is that kind of allowing, you know, you need to have that, um, that condition of flexibility of surprise. Cause again, like I, I'm thinking more and more and more these days of, artistry creativity is like it is always an adventure like it is like you it's and i mean that in a very literal sense like i'm not saying it's like an adventure no it is an adventure and in uh i think maybe it was something you said or it was something that i came across recently but it was like in any to paraphrase wherever i heard this it the idea is that any adventure involves getting lost at some point. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I actually, I think I think I have a quote. Let me just read this. Cause this is a, something that I stumbled across when I was, um, <clears throat> when I was just doing my writing one day, I was like, Oh, you know, that's a good thought. Let me share that with you. Maybe this was kind of um, what it was, but I, I, I just, passed you this message. I said, on a great journey, you will lose your way only to discover that you were never lost at all. Mm. It was something that I thought as well. But I mean, we, you know, these are all kind of the same ideas, right? And in the sentiment that, um, you know, there's this part of getting lost, I think, which is a really important part of what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about creating the conditions to get lost without fearing you'll lose your way. I think mm-hmm. that's really in a lot of ways what we're talking about, because, you know, as you 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 talked with me a lot about and and we I think we shared quite a bit on the podcast but about meaning right so um, if we look at the uh, we I didn't tell her this actress what the watch meant she figured that out she's a good actress but like I just said what if it's more meaningful mm-hmm. she had to figure out what the meaning was. But yeah. the meaning did something and it did something enough to make a crew member come up to me the next morning and say, holy crap, something happened. You know what I mean? So I didn't do the work for her. I, I All I did was suggest a condition of internal uh, 
option and she found internal option. She did the actor work and she made it more meaningful. And it obviously worked because the crew and the people who are witnessing mm -hmm. that scene obviously were impacted by it. And so was she. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, as, as I'm thinking about this, you, you mentioned, um, it's an internal condition. I think so much of it is right. It's like, well, what does this mean to me? And, and why, why, why do I care? And really, it needs to really mean something. It really needs to matter. Like, it's not just a, well, I'm going to pretend this matters. No, it's like, it actually becomes meaningful, you mm -hmm. know? And then, so then when you, oh man, like, I'm just thinking now, like, cause I haven't done I haven't really acted much in the last few years because it hasn't been my focus, but I'm just thinking about it, man, like I'm tapping into my acting work again. And I just <laughs> thought of something meaningful and then someone giving that away to someone else. And just, it, it actually just almost made me well up for a second. And I'm like, that's how quick this happens. Right. You just, you're like, Whoa, Whoa, I just got hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I, I think that that's, that's a really big part. It's, it's the tapping in, right. Yeah. It's like the tapping in you, 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 tap into it and then something happens and it's it's also this word of happen i think is i think it's a very uh you know it seems like a, almost a very pedestrian word you know like it's just it's it has a, a very vague and general feeling to it it's like something happened right <laughs> but yeah. it's also the, uh to me it's it's uh it's become a word of of tremendous wonder um because creativity is a kind of happening right and in some ways it's like it's it's the word is appropriate because it's like well what is it and it's like oh it's so many things right it's this it's so much it's so and i think that's why why people get into the arts it's why you know like that you just telling that story of working on that film you know that's why your cinematographer does it that's why so many people do it because the conditions happen, everyone's on their game and, and you're, everyone's there to see if they can do something great, but let's see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about seeing what will happen. And then sometimes something really does happen and you go yeah. like, oh, wow. You're like, like, and everybody shared in that experience of this, like, holy shit, like something happened, man. Like something happened. We, and we're like, what, what was it? I don't know, but it was amazing. I mean, I know that's part of why I teach. Mm -hmm. That's part of why I teach what I teach. Because for me, it's like, I've never seen, like when I, when I learned a lot of the approach and the technique that, that I teach now, it was like part of my motivation for teaching it is because I'm like, I just want to be around this more. I want to be, because I'd never seen so much genuine creativity, like just just occur in 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 the span in such a condensed span of time that I was there. It was just so tremendous, and I'm like, I want more of that. Yeah, I want I want to see more of that. I want to see more of this happening. Go on, and just as one other point to this. Um, uh, an old teacher of ours who we've had on the show, Ted Whittall, a while back he had referred uh, a book to me uh, to read when when uh, that he enjoyed while he was uh, studying his uh, doing performance studies at uh, UBC and stuff like that and and uh, some interesting stuff in this book and one of the thing one of these articles so these are all like 
these are all like scholars of performance and acting and stuff like that. People who've like dedicated their lives to just trying to understand it on a, on a deeper level. And this one article stood out to me because it basically was just pointing out that, uh, acting and beyond that, like theater. So like just, just the theater people assembling, whether it's live or you're going to a movie or something like that, this, there's this event that occurs. And after all of these years, uh, it's still considered phenomenological. <laughs> it's a phenomenon, basically meaning that like, uh, yeah, we don't really know why, why we do this. We don't really know exactly why we assemble in this way and why we care so much about this. And, and, but we keep, we, we keep on doing this for thousands of years. People are, have come together to, to see stories performed in front of us and and we don't know why exactly and i think that that's just fantastic you know <laughs> like it's just it's and and they even use the word of of happening like it's it is it is a kind of happening that we want to be a part of that we want to witness and that we mm -hmm. want to experience well i mean and going into storytelling i mean there's so many there's so many things we could talk about with that Something I learned about storytelling <clears throat> is that you actually go into a hypnosis when you're in uh, when you're in a story that you're captured by, and mm. we want to be captured. We want to be in this hypnosis, and uh, it is. It's like a. It's it's quite an interesting thing. Um, there's a <clears throat> there's a way in which you can actually verbally tell a story, where you can get someone to be hypnotized into your story and be experiencing the story with you. And it's such a powerful technique. Um, you know, what what you do is is you tell the story, and it might be of yourself, but you tell it in present tense. And and our our minds are so powerful that what we do is when you're telling it in present tense, our minds will jump in and we'll we'll picture ourselves, even as you or even as whoever character you've created, and we will live in that while you're telling it and we will literally people don't realize they're doing this but they're literally dropping out of their present reality entirely they're still there they're still sitting there they're whatever they're doing but their mind is not their mind is in a hypnotized state in this world of this story and they're literally going along with it and mm -hmm. it's so powerful that i've had moments where i've done this and people and i have cried together laughed together felt anger together. We we've gone through incredible experiences and it's so, it's so profound. And then the question really then is, is like, you know, from, from a storyteller point is, is okay. Well, you know, that maybe that was a true story, right? Maybe that was something I touched into. Can I, can I make something out of thin air and bring people into that, into that experience? Right. And, um, I also believe that, you know, I'll just, while we're on this topic, I, I, I really do believe that there's something about story which is so important in our learning process. And <clears throat> we we actually have a thirst to learn, but story is such a great way for us to learn. It's such a 
we learn in a way with story that we don't learn with with other forms. And and what I'm talking about a lot of the time is emotional learning, because when you experience something with somebody, even though it didn't happen, it feels like it happened and you get it. You know, I've told this story many times. I talk about a story where, you know, when I was a kid and I scored my first goal and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, I'll just do it again just for the sake of it. So you can kind of, I'm giving you, you know, whatever. I'm just giving you a basic idea. But, you know, I'm what, 10 years old. I'm 10 years old and I'm on the soccer field. And I, I play defense, right? So I'm like in the back of the field and I'm playing. And my friend's dad... You know, he's on the sidelines with all the other parents and he's got his camera out camcording and he's, he's camcording us and we're in their zone and the ball gets passed to me at the top of the box and I kick the ball and it goes in the net and I scored my very first goal ever in soccer. And I, I'm, I'm jumping up and I'm celebrating and my team runs around me and they're bouncing around me. And I look at all the parents and the cameras on me from my dad's, my friend's dad. And I look in everybody's parents there except mine. And in that moment, I realize this is one of the most important moments of my life and they're not there. And so I think to myself, well, if this was really important, they would be here. If, 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 you know, and so a lot of my life started to become about, I just need to do something important enough and then they'll be there mm. on the sidelines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Watching me and I won't be alone. And, and, and even though I had my whole team around me and all these other parents, I still felt alone. And maybe as I tell this story, you have a touch a little bit of what it feels like to feel alone or to feel that moment. Or maybe you're interpreting it a little bit different in your own way, but maybe you're there with me. And that type of learning, it's so profound. It's so powerful. And so I think we... We gather because how do you give someone that experience without story? How do you teach them that? How do you teach them what it feels like? Because that's what really matters, doesn't it? It doesn't matter what happened. It matters what it felt like. And, you you know, if it's just a random kid whose parents aren't there and we hear it that way, yeah, that's fine. But if we felt it, if we were there, if we were the kid for just a second, what would it be like to not have anybody there for me when I did the most important thing in my life? And you, you could try that on. That's a learning moment for you. And, and now anybody you ever talk to who, who, who tells you what it's like to feel neglected or what it's like to feel abandoned, you might understand them a little bit more. And maybe this is your, your wife or your husband or your son or your daughter or your you know, your grandma or your grandpa, right? Who knows, right? Like maybe it's someone in your life and now all of a sudden you might call your grandma. Makes me emotional because like, you know, it's like, it's all tied. It's all tied in there, but like we need story to learn. We need it because sometimes we're just taking shit for granted, right? We're walking along and we're like, ah, I just, I got to make money. I got to pay this bill. I got to do this thing. And then, you know, you, 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 meanwhile, your grandma is sitting there, you know, maybe, and she's playing solitaire and her, her, your grandpa's gone. And you're not thinking about her, you know, it makes me emotional, right? I don't even, my grandma's not here anymore, but people's grandmas are, and they don't call them. 
but maybe this story, maybe, maybe you're here with me. Maybe you'll hear this and you'll pick up the phone and say, you know what, grandma, I was thinking about you. You know how much that probably mean to her? Like, this is the thing, like, you know, all this art you want to do, if you tap into this type of stuff, it, you're going to realize that this is all inside of you. This is all inside of everybody. I'm not any different than any person out there. But if you, if you will work with it, you will tap into it and it can do amazing things. And you know those actors out there, because I struggled with this, maybe you have trouble crying on cue. Um, maybe you have difficulty getting into the emotion of the scene, just as an example, you know, this might be the work you need to do, right? Where you, you, you can, you know, and, and you parlay a moment from being alone in soccer to your grandma alone playing solitaire, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. The character is the person. It's all a person, right? And it, and then we realize it's not even, it's not even another character. That's us. We are the little 10 year old and we are the grandma. We are all of it, right? Um, and I don't want to get emotionally taken here in this podcast, but like, man, like it doesn't take much. That's the thing that I think I, you know, that's the message I'm trying to, I suppose, communicate inadvertently. Because <laughs> so I don't know if I went into it with that intention, to be honest, but what a discovery. So anyway, I mean, look, like story, story helps us to get stuff that, you know, if you're 20, and you have a grandma that's 60 or 80 years old or something, you don't understand it because you're only 20 and that's fine. How are you ever going to understand it? But story can help you understand it. A 10 year old might help you understand what it's like to be an 80 year old. And, and you were 10, you know what I'm saying? So if you can tap into a 10 year old story because you're 20, then you can tap into what it's like to be a 60 or 80 year old because you understand that it's not actually that far apart. Um, there's, there's something that feels the same about it in a way. Hey everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way, and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, listening to everything. You're, it, it's, it's, I mean, for one, it's making me think, I was like, hey, yeah, I, I, I should call my grandma. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. For, for one. And, uh, and yeah, it's, 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 making me realize that that a lot of these conditions like creating the conditions in many ways creating the conditions for creativity um you know that is almost another title for this you know because that that's what that that for something to happen is um and so much of that is is tapping into what really truly genuinely has meaning to us as human beings and uh, you know, I'm thinking about this so much through the lens of, of uh, in this one through acting and, and what I'm teaching actors. And I, I feel like I'm getting a deeper, uh, you know, a, a deeper, more intimate understanding um, for myself over uh, around a lot of these things, because it's like, you know, so much of what, uh, how I, you know, how actors 
learn to work with themselves because actors do need to learn how to work with themselves. They are the instrument and you need to learn how to work with yourself in a way to, um, to bring yourself to, to places emotionally. And what I always teach is like, don't go for emotional result, go for meaning, tap into what has meaning to you. And the emotions will flow from that thing. That's the tap. <laughs> the meaning is the tap for the thing to to start pouring start pouring out um and as my uh meisner teacher said to uh said to all of us in, in like the first day is uh one of among many things but one of his big messages was acting isn't showing it's knowing and that was sort of like a the, like the first part of like you know something that has a couple of other parts to it and what and because the knowing part is knowing what has meaning to you and i think that that is an essential part to not just being an artist but to uh being a human being who is at all interested in leading a genuine life you have to be tapped into what has genuine meaning to you because in in so many regards you know i always tell actors like th those things that you can tap into that have real meaning to you because i'm like, I'm like that's your gold that is your gold because you can keep coming back to it right like i know for myself no matter what is you know for most things that are required of me in a scene for me to to figure out some way to find my drive to it i just need to you know connect to my wife or my family in some way right and and using my imagination i can i can tell a story right i can tell myself a story around that thing that has meaning to me that suddenly has me infuriated or that has me so joyful or that has me so like I can I can genuinely feel those things fully and take myself to that place all through that story but it's always connected to a place of real genuine meaning to me as a human being because that's um again that that is where something can happen to me that's outside of my control right I don't really necessarily decide what has meaning to me to a certain extent for to a large extent you know we just what has meaning to us is is almost built in and that's not to say that these things can't can't and don't shift um because they certainly do there there are things that you know have have meaning to us at one point in our life and they no longer have particular meaning to us but in many regards, the things that have meaning to us do something to us that are a little bit outside of our realm of control. So, I mean, I think that that's the thing that if we can learn how to tap into that, into that thing, um, whether that's in creating any particular piece of art or in a business or in how you just want to 
live your life, the kind of person that you want to be in the world is, is if you want something creative to happen with your life, you need to be connected and tapped into your meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's as we're thinking about this topic and we're, we're working it out, you know, we're talking about creating conditions for something to happen. I mean, well, I mean, this is very open-ended. What do you want to happen? You know, I mean, um, I think like, you know, for example, if you, if you want to achieve something, right, that's what you want to happen. I mean, this, what, what's going to happen is up to you, right? So, you know, you need to create the conditions that are going to make it possible for you to do whatever it is that you want to do. And, you know, you can take this in a very practical way and you can look at it and be like, okay, well, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be able to win the Ironman or something or whatever, you know, well, what kind of conditions do you need to create for that to happen? Right. And, and so then, you know, that that's a creative process. Now you need to figure that out. You know, what do I need to do? What do I need to learn? What do I need to, to participate in? And, you know, that's a very, that's a very practical goal. And, and, you know, maybe you do it and maybe you come in 30th, right. And she go, okay, well, I wanted to come in first. I wanted to win the thing that I came in 30th. You know what? That's pretty good. Now, what's the difference between a guy who comes in 30th or a girl who comes in 30th and, and someone who comes in first, you know, what are they doing that I'm not doing or, you know, and, and so, you, you know, you're going to have to figure that out and that's going to be an exploratory thing. Um, when it comes to kind of the creative thing, it's like, well, th- the conditions for something to happen, you know, I mean, if it's an acting scene, Evan, you were sharing a story about an actor who was building a house of cards and they wanted to impress some people. And then when you really dug into it, it's like, well, I don't really care. And it's like, well, what about this crush? And they were like, oh, well, yeah. And they lit up and all of that. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of streamline this story for the sake of my story. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Oh, good. So, um, so, so they found this crush and she obviously had interest in this person. And so it's like, well, I'm, I'm building this house of cards to impress them. Now, they have another scene partner that's going to come in and they're going to want something from them. And they're going to have to do their repetition exercise, I imagine with them. And that person wants something from them. So for this actress and this other character, this to have a really like to have a great scene, the context of the writer, you might go, okay, well, I have this character that's trying to build this house of cards, right? I'm writing this, let's say I'm, I have this character that's trying to build this house of cards to impress this person that she really kind of has a crush on, right? And she wants to, for whatever reason, demonstrate that she can do something really cool, you know, and maybe whatever, she thinks this will work. But this guy comes in. Now, this other guy, it would would make sense. Now, I always look at story. I'm like, what makes sense? Work with what makes sense. And I'm not saying that it should go this way. I'm just saying it could go this way. But if that character really likes her and that character finds her to be their crush, now she... You know, you create a little, create little love triangle and a bunch of challenges, right? Because mm-hmm. if they find that out, they're not going to want this house of cards built. And they find out, you know what I mean? Like, the, like who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen, right? It's going to create all sorts of interesting things. And and I'll say one other thing about story. And this is a lesson that took me a long, long time to learn. And so, you know, the sooner you learn this, I think the better. Evan, you brought this up, I think, very early on. But it took a long time for this to really make sense to me. But dilemma is such an important part 
of <laughs> everything, not just storytelling and art. Most things are not a, a simple choice. Most things are a choice between two bad outcomes. And there's a damage that we're trying to avoid a lot of the time. And when you start to see the damage, you'll begin to start to have a lot of conditions for really cool things to happen because like, it's very easy if you're like, oh, I don't care if I hurt this person's feelings. I don't care if anything happens here. That's very easy. But what really good art is, is we make it not easy. We make it so, you know, when it's done well, it's not easy to do. So now you have this crush and trying to build this house of cards for them. And then you have this other person that really likes you and you want to let them down easy, but also you want to get them out of the door before this other person comes, because <laughs> really that's who you want to see. But, you know, that's, that's their side. But then what's going on for this guy? you know, and, 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 and what are they there for? And what, you know, and so you fill in those stories pretty soon, you got a great bunch of dilemmas and problems and situations and things that are going to create a very interesting and compelling scene. And does anybody here know where that's going to go? No, none of us do. And that's, what's exciting, right? Mm. That's, what's exciting about it. And that's, that's, I think, um, you know, in art, I mean, that's what we want to achieve, but here's the other thing so much in life is like that. And we get freaked out when that happens in real life though. <laughs> yeah. Cause we yeah. don't like the unknown. We want a sure thing. And I'm just going to tell you right now, sorry, I hate to break it to you, but anything that's really important and matters, it's very rarely a sure thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So buckle up. <laughs> Almost nothing in life is a sure thing yeah. other than one thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing. But nothing's a sure thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, I would I would like to to add, yeah, like because dilemma is something is was identified back by the the Greeks as like for storytelling. Like dilemma was like the first sort of rule is is put your character in some sort of a situation of of a rock in a hard place. And you know, and I would actually say to what you said it's like it's not actually a, a dilemma isn't always necessarily between two terrible out two terrible things you know very often it does make for good drama when it's like you've got really two terrible looking paths to walk down but you can make there's a very compelling dilemma when you have two wonderful options that are presented to you because it becomes torturous what's the right choice <laughs> what's the right one it's like they yeah. both look so good i could go and do this i could you know, like I could. So go let me let me clarify though, Evan, because I do agree with you. But what I what I actually I think what I said was damages. So like, mm. if you choose yeah, the yeah. other good choice, it means you damage not getting the other that choice. So if yeah. you make the wrong choice, you you feel you you still feel a pain because if that was the right choice and you chose the wrong one, you may have lost it. So this could be like a situation where you have two suitors and you could go with suitor A or suitor B. And you choose suitor A, and they turn out to be a disaster. You 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 go back in your mind thinking, "Oh man, I should have chose suitor B. They were the right choice." Yeah. But you don't know. Suitor B might have been a disaster as well. But the thing is, is that there's a pain in the choice and a pain in it yeah. in the moment, before the moment, and after the moment. You know that we're all dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like, uh, isn't that kind of like along the lines of like the plot of Closer? Probably or yeah. something. You know, like those stories where it's like they have to pick between two two people and then at some point they start second guessing their decision <laughs> on the person that they chose and then all the outcomes from that you know there's always a 
good stuff there, but it's like, um, you know, and what's interesting about that too is, is like, yeah, a good writer sometimes, even if you don't have a same thing with acting too, I guess it's like, that's, that's the beauty of imagination. The power of our imaginations as human beings is what, you know, just the things that we can experience through it. And, uh, one of the things, oh, where was I going with this, Brandon? Where was I going with this, Brandon? We were talking, (laughs) we were talking about closer, talking about dilemma. We were talking about, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things can take on a life of, of their own just through imagining. You might not have any real personal experience with it of being in like a love triangle of some kind, but you, you tap into some sort of thought into some sort of circumstance where you can just play it out in your, in your, in your mind of like, Oh, what would happen? What would happen if, you know, you had this character, you know, they're like, well, we'll, we'll, say you had this, there's a woman and she's got these two lovers and they're both fantastic. They both have these terrific, I think actually there's, there's definitely lots of stories like this, but you know, it's like, you know, it's like, and they're both fantastic, but she's now in a situation where she has to make a a, a choice as to like who she's going to go with. Right. And that's, this is all at the beginning not at the end where it's like the choice at the end and happily ever after. No, it happens at the beginning, but then things aren't working out. Mm-hmm. And some of that just like that can tap into the well too. That can, that can tap into the, the, the place of, of meaning and be like, what would that, what does that mean? What like and exploring those things, um, uh, you know, even though they might not, you might not have any personal connection to it, you know, like our, um, our empathic and empathetic, um, abilities as human beings can, can really live things out pretty truthfully. And I mean, that's really what, I mean, especially like a, uh, what a good or what a great writer and a, and a great actor's job truly is. Um, and I'm just kind of realizing actually like that's like one of those unifying things between like writers and actors is that, um, that empathetic ability of, of being able to take on a set of circumstances that might be entirely foreign to you, entirely alien to you and live them out, touch upon it and experience them as being real. Um, is something that both of those uh, both of those disciplines are are heavily involved with. So it does. It seems like it's such an obvious thing, but for me, it's like <laughs> I'm having a moment right now, being like, "Oh yeah." Well, I think it's good connection. to share because I think the more that say actors actors and writers feel akin to each other, I think the better because you know maybe it helps helps the the forms of communication be you know, be stronger. And, um, you know, I think, uh, not all writers are the same and not all actors are the same. And this is an obvious statement, surely, but like, um, you know, some, some writers are, you know, they're very analytical, they're very practical. 
They're very systematic and they don't really think a lot about how anybody feels, honestly. They just understand the principles of story and they know how to marry them together in a way that makes what seems like a pretty compelling story. And it's quite honestly entirely on the actor to try to bring an emotional life to it because the writer had literally like almost no understanding of how people might have felt in those circumstances, but knew enough to put together the right dramatic components and whatever. And that's possible, right? And then you can have a director too, who, you know, they're very visual and they're very concerned about visual effects and action sequences, and they could care less about the dialogue sequences. Those really just pass the time to help them get to the action sequences, what they really want to do, right? And so if you're an actor in these scenarios, um, you know, you're, you might not have the the same support and so maybe you appreciate it more when you do but in those cases you know it's going to be more on your shoulders to be the one to bring the life to it and every film and everything we do it's always going to be a little different different people you know unless we're working with the same people and the same type of director and same type of things over and over writers i mean maybe but for the most part if we're working on different crews and different things and over and over it's going to be different in certain ways and you know and and so um, I think one thing to kind of keep in mind is like, if you have lots of support, try to really, you know, recognize it and be appreciative of it and appreciative of it. And if you don't have much, then learn to develop the skills where you can, you know, you can look at it and go, okay, like no one understands what I need to do here, but I'm going to do my best to be a professional and and bring that because um, they don't know how I'm doing it and they don't know, they might not even know it needs to be done quite frankly, but you do. And so you bring it up and you bring it to the table and they will probably appreciate you most likely if you, if you help them see something that they just had never even knew existed. It was just like, they didn't even know that mattered. Right. Um, so, and this is just the film industry. I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure there's all sorts of other meetings. We could talk about how the hell does a band stay together for years. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if we got someone on who had been in a band for a long time, they could probably tell us some of the ins and outs and the challenges. And like, you know, my, my, my wife doesn't want me to play right now or whatever, you know, or my husband doesn't want me going out to nightclubs, you know, to do this, you know, whatever, like there's all sorts of problems that we face. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're doing our best here. Um, but you try to create conditions where you can get the thing to happen that you want to happen. Right. And if it's uh if we're talking about acting, cause that seems to be what we've been focused on a lot today and writing the can, the thing that you want to happen is probably a great scene, right? Great moments, great, mm -hmm. great performance. Okay. So now this is what this is about. What are the conditions that would, would create something and, and not saying, you know, what the great performance is, but that the conditions make it possible for it to be possible. Right. And there's no sure thing that it will happen, but you try to do your best to set it up so it could. Right. And that gives you at least a fighting chance. Yeah. And, and if you're working with great people, I think you have a much like really good people who aren't going to drop the ball and everybody's doing their job on an expert level. The chances of success are a lot higher. If you're working with a lot of amateurs, you know, student filmmakers, this type of thing, it's going to be more challenging. It's just the bottom line. I mean, it's just the reality. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do everything you can to try and help the situation be the best it can be. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, uh, maybe you can inspire the rest of your team to to raise their game, you know, if you raise yours, right? Maybe you can be a leader in that respect.
even if you don't have control over everything, people do. Um, well, I'll share one story, Evan. I know I've talked a lot here, but let me just share one story. There was a story, uh, a movie I did in Vancouver Film School and um, student film. And um, it was a really two or three actors in the whole thing, but mainly it was between me and this one other actor. And he was quite experienced and I was brand new. And I remember I had to play his character with like dissociative disorder. And I just came in and I, I, I just went all out and whatever I was doing was working. It was just, it was working. And, you know, uh, like it, it was something interesting was happening and they called the, they called one of the teachers down to come meet me and talk to me. And they were like, cause people were talking about it. Like the, the other students on campus were talking about this movie that was like really like coming off the page. It was coming to life. And like, I think everybody who was involved kind of really raised their game because like it, at that moment in my life, I probably was 18, maybe 17. It was probably 19, maybe. I don't know. It was like one of the, it was the most important thing to me in the world. And all mm -hmm. I wanted to do was try to figure out how to, you know, you know, and, and, and I was so much flying by the seat of my pants that I didn't have enough training or skills to know what would be the right thing to do or the good thing to do or whatever. Right. And like when I was, uh, uh, sorry, I know I'm still talking here, but when we were doing the reverse, I was not mailing it in. I was giving it everything on the reverse. It was on that character, but I was still bringing everything I possibly could. And, you know, and, and I guess that was a bit unusual, but it was making the other actor really bring it. Right. So it really, you can do a lot just by trying to bring your A game to stuff, right? It can it can affect other people. It won't always work, yeah. but it can make an impact. I mean, when you when you show up with passion, you know, mm -hmm. right? Like, because again, like you're connected to that meaning. You don't need to show it; you know it. Like it's yeah. in you. That 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 passion is is there, and it's it's kind of funny this this story because you know it's true. Sometimes you know, like you take it, you take a swing at it. You know, like you take a crack at it and when in any sort of creative creative you know endeavor and you don't you don't you don't know like you don't you don't know if it's going to turn out and then you know it's like and then you see something's like oh shit something is happening like 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 you you've actually hit it it's actually going to like there's there's something going on um and and it's extraordinary how people take notice of that and um just your story i was watching a this was like a little while back it was like a an interview of jamie fox and jamie fox was talking about working on uh django django unchained and he was talking about how he remembered walking onto set <clears throat> and uh christoph waltz was doing you know they're filming some one of Christoph Waltz's scenes, and he, and Jamie Fox walks in, and uh, and there's like there's there's Leo like off off camera. He's watching and he's watching the monitors of what was going <laughs> of the scene, and Jamie Fox was just like was like was like what's going on, man? And he was just like I don't know, something's happening. You know, like he was just like, he was just riveted. He was pulling on. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but something's, <laughs> so, something's happening, man. Like something's, you know, and that's, that's what I love about that shit is just like, uh, again, the title of this thing just seems so appropriate is just like, that's so, you know, to anyone who's ever, uh, 
been involved in like you know the arts with with that kind of passion has been fortunate enough to 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 be a, a witness to one of these events you know like it is it's it's like that's that's like what's going on it's just like i don't know but something's happening yeah like something's happening right now like well like i'm where you're looking at someone who's just who's just dialed in who's just tapped in like yeah and, and, and you don't be, know what it is and that's why it's so captivating yeah. yeah yeah and then it's funny because then people you know then, then you'll get the yeah you know the intellectual types who, oh, yeah. who will try and break it down retroactively you know totally. it's like oh th this is why he did it He's, <laughs> see how he inflects his voice up yeah. at times but then down at others i think <laughs> that's really what it is and then you'll have another person like no it's not so much the inflections right look at what he was doing with his eyes yeah. it was his eyes that was really you know and then it's yeah. just like and it's just like in in christoph waltz you know like would just be like i don't know what i did i was just you know i was living you know he was <laughs> you know and and uh you know, because he's one of those guys who gets it. <laughs> to me, Christoph yeah. Waltz is one of those guys who gets it. He's an interesting character. But I love um, the voices. But you know what, man? Let's uh, we got to wrap this one up. We do, uh, we do, we got to wrap this like, one. I, up. I've been loving this, but I, I gotta go. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna introduce my beer first, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I'm having another one from Blind Men Brewing. So it's my second beer from these guys. This one's called their Super Session, and it's a light beer. It's the lightest beer I think I've maybe ever had. It's only 3.0% uh, alcohol, but it really does taste very, very light. So um, it's been enjoyable. Not a lot of, not a lot of flavor. Almost, and this, is gonna, this almost sounds like a knock against it, I suppose, but it's almost a little watery because it's so light. It's just very, very light. I, I would say that this is a perfect beer for really hot day. You just want a cold drink and you want to drink it pretty quick. And you want to kind of like, you don't want to get like slammed either. Um, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's tasty. It's got, a, it's got a little bit of a, you know, um, you know, that, that bitter beer taste to it, but you know, very, very light. Anyway, it's a good one. It's, it's interesting. It wasn't quite what I expected, but um, you know, I've enjoyed it. I would say on a really, really hot day, this probably be a great beer to go for um, on the, on general, probably not my first choice, but um, so far I'm really liking this brewery and that's what I got to say. Very nice. I'm drinking a um, uh, a beer from Backcountry Brewing in Squamish, BC, and this actually this is a collaboration with uh, Arcturus Climbing Academy. Apparently, it's like interesting combo: climbing academy and beer. <laughs> Don't do them at the same time, probably. Yeah. Um, but I I just was sucked in by the name of it, and it's called "Living in a Van Down by the River." <laughs> 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 and it's a West Coast pale ale, and uh, it's delicious. Yeah, it's a little bit lighter as well. It's four and a half percent, and um, but it's nice and juicy, but lots of flavor and light, all those stuff. So, uh, yeah. I'll uh I'll 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 go ahead first with some closing comments I suppose. Um yeah, okay. I wasn't I didn't uh didn't expect this to be such like a you know a a conversation that was very um very sort of acting and writing, very sort of like, you know, focused um but I I you know, using these things as like just a a frame for like a broader conversation, but no, I was happy to that that we were 
talked a lot in, in these kinds of ways because it's, you know, it's part of our deep, deeply parts of our, our backgrounds. And a lot of time our, our conversations are maybe a bit more like, uh, I don't know, universal in, in tone. But this was this was uh, this was a lot of fun doing this. And and for me, this this conversation, I, I think I'm definitely going to be coming back to this conversation and listening to some of this because I, I, this helped me to, um, just have a, have a deeper sense of, of, you know, some of these things that, that do help us to, to create these, um, conditions for something to happen. Again, tapping into, uh, the thing that has genuine meaning to us is, is certainly something that's, that's, way up there um uh in terms of being able to you know it kind of goes up there with like vision you know we talk about vision and meaning i think is kind of like goes right along with it right like that vision comes out of a meaning to you right and and is something that that is a part of that sort of north star uh idea where that that helps to us to keep oriented um as we're going along that helps us to guide our actions that helps us to guide uh our decisions um and and helps us bring bring us to bring us to life in in so many kinds of ways so um i would say that like yeah to to really ask the questions and and explore things of like what do you genuinely really actually care about not ideas not intellectual ideas of of what you care about and what you think you should care about what do you actually care about what is actually meaningful to you and what will you do with that Mm -hmm. what can you do with that what excites you to do with that but do something with it do something with it because that's how things happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's good. I, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this has been really inspiring for me as far as like, uh, acting goes, because I haven't, acting has not been a focus of mine personally for uh, a few years. And, um, you know, I, I still love it. Um, but it, you know, just tapping into some of the storytelling and stuff is like, oh yeah, that's what I love about acting. I love, I love being in, in, in it. And, uh, spontaneity of the scene and you know all of all of that you know and i i think my my love for acting has become so pure in these last several years of my life whereas maybe when i started it was a lot more i really i love acting but i want to be famous you know like or something like it was kind of like the veneer of yeah i really love this but like i also like want something out of it right whereas now i don't want anything out of it and um you know and so i think for me when I tap into it, it's a very pure kind of like, yeah, but I just really like doing it. I mean, you know, and so I, I think that's really cool. I think, um, you know, I love talking about writing and storytelling. It's probably my favorite thing in the world. So that's been an absolute joy to discuss and get to share. And, um, you know, I, as much as I want to be a great storyteller in my life, I, I really implore others to, uh, to do the same because I just think story is such a wonderful thing. It can do magic for us and for others. So, um, you know, I think being open to embracing it, if you have an inclination to, I think, you know, it's worthwhile. And then final notes. I mean, 
you know, man, I don't have any real like wise, wise ass <laughs> comment to say at the end of this. Honestly, I don't. Um, all I can say is like, look, I don't think it has to be as hard as you're making it. That's probably the takeaway for me. Because when I was younger, I used to think I had to be something, I had to control this, I had to do all this stuff. And it was just so much work and so much pressure. And I think as I've gotten older, I do, my work has definitely gotten better, definitely. And I, I know I've gotten better and I know I have some some work to do and some places to go with that still. But um, it's it's weird because when you start putting the, when you start making the conditions meaningful and you start setting them up in the right way, it's actually a lot easier to do the stuff that you maybe worked so hard to try to do when you were trying to control everything. So for those of you out there who are doing this and maybe you feel overwhelmed or maybe you just feel like, you know, there's so much to do, it's so hard or whatever, um, go back to more of the foundations of what sets up what you're doing. And I don't know what that means for you exactly because I might be talking to many different artists and many different mediums, but go back to what sets up something great to happen for you. And don't worry so much about trying to make something happen or control something to happen. Set yourself up so something can happen and trust that you have it in you that something will happen. If given the right ingredients, you will have it in you to make something or, or perform something or create something or whatever it might be that is pretty cool. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.